This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, live and direct from Toronto. My name is Vinnie White with a news and banter biryani served up with perplexing poppadoms and comedy couscous. Uh... Hello to Pat, the producer. All right, mate? I'm great. Uh, you might hear a little bit of talking in the background there. Amanda's in early, right? Unprofessional as always. Nice of her to show up, but she's chatting away, right? Do you know who she's chatting with? New bloke. New guy, right? I'm the only audible minority around here. Uh, who, who let the Irishman in? I've been dining out on this stupid accent for 10 years. I'm the only one. I'm not having others... Treading on my coattails, surfing my audible wave, and he's funny, and he's bloody good looking, and that's why I've left ball bearings at the top of the stairs. Good luck. Unbelievable. His name's Jay. He's bloody good looking as well. I mean, rub it in, and he's Irish, so that's sexier than British, and that's a fact. It was voted the sexiest accent. And he's in there, chatting up Amanda. Oh, guess what'll happen next week? Guess who's going to be guest on Jay's show, eh? Who's not going to make it onto mine? Because she's jumped ship. Yeah? Loyalty. Sickening. What is this? Economic Migrants Corner, eh? I was here first, buddy boy. 700 years of persecution. I'll do it again, you know. He's waving his left. I really like him, actually. You know, I'm just, I just, I don't know if you noticed, I've just got an air of suspicion. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Jay was on before me. He does a great show and you can listen next week from, what is he, eight till nine? Pat? Oh, thanks for listening. Oh, sorry. Oh, am I, am I interrupting you? Oh. Jay, when's Jay's show on? I'm <laughs> sorry, I missed that. When, oh, for God's sake, man. What are you, charming them all in there? Jay, come on the mic quickly. Hello, Jay. Sorry to uh, bring you on. How's it going, Vinny? Short notice. I just thought since we're talking about your show, I should find out a bit more. When is it on? It's on uh, just before yours. Mm. So I'm the lead up. Eight o'clock on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, OK. Is it you all right with that? I'm just saying, mate, you know, if you get more listeners than me, I would watch the brakes on your car. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know I have a car? Oh, you'll see when you get out and you see a large oil spill <laughs> underneath it. Nah, it's nice to have you along, mate. What's your show about? I see you you're... too. You look good looking as well, can I just say? It's not too shabby, is it? Lost it a few is... pounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't see you before, but you're looking, you're looking true. I'd say I'd actually go with a slightly smaller size T-shirt. Oh, it's a dangerous game when you're I'm 40. T- your biceps are going to show better, aren't they? Oh, is that your trick? <laughs> you're listening to uh, Gay Lovers Corner on News Talk 1010. <laughs> You are you're pushing out of that shirt in uh, in the right directions. Yeah, we accept the waistline, but see, I have the issue where um, if I do wear a tight t-shirt, I look a little bit right, said Fred. Then I'll have a meal, and it's it's a proper <laughs> yeah, bump, you yeah, know. Yeah, no beer. You can't do beer on them nights. You can't, can you? No, no. it's all wine, about wine nights or vodka sodas. Yeah, sixteen pints of Guinness. Look like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> All right, thanks, mate. I'll see you next week. See you next and week. And I'll listen to your show in full next week, but it sounded very good to me. Thanks, Vinny. Appreciate that. It means a lot. All the best. Ta-da. That's Jay. He's, He's very... <laughs> I like him. Okay, so what's going on in the world? Uh, well, this week brought us the G7. G7, one of my favourite Gs outside the world of gnomes. Definitely my favourite G. 
Uh, Favourite bit, a scene plucked from the reality TV show The Bachelor. Yes, it was Justin Trudeau, the entire globe's sweetheart, and Emmanuel Macron, one of the most popular politicians of the year, taking a sunny stroll through picturesque gardens. That's what happened. Uh, The pair were, of course, in Italy for the G7 summit, and they took the opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. Chatting in French as they walked through a sunny floral garden in Sicily, the two leaders in tight suits looked like lovers. And they managed to get a new hashtag trending on Twitter. Hashtag G7 Hottie. Um, so that was good. My girlfriend, I don't know if I should be worried about this, but she said when she saw the two of them together, she said, I, said, I think I can say this. I think it's metaphorical as opposed to literal. She said, I was gushing. Which I think means I was swooning. I don't know what it means. I'm starting to wonder what it means, but... Uh, Let's just pretend that that never happened. Uh, It was, of course, a horrific week in England. Another misguided prick decided to make a point that no one really understands by murdering children. Uh, So that was definitely the low light of the week. He turned himself into a vile, cruel weapon. Uh, As with all these events, from Ottawa to Islamabad, there's nothing really funny about them. And for days, many of us question humanity itself. What a sick world we live in when this is all too regular. We could do a show on the twisted ideology that is radical Islam where we discuss the madness and cruelty of Sharia law and how monstrously misled individuals interpret a religious book for the force of evil. But it wouldn't be that funny. You know what I mean? It would be about as much fun as listening to a a cat with a megaphone walking on a bed of nails over Sir Michael Bolton. You don't want to hear it. So uh, my thoughts to the people of Manchester, obviously, and I know that Canada stands united. Uh, Events were made worse this week when the White House leaked information about the attack, including the publication of crime scene photos from the Manchester attack in the New York Times and the naming of the suspected bomber by US broadcasters. All this left the British, who've been looking at the USA over the past few months in the same way that you might look at a baby playing with a box of matches... It left them very, very upset. In response to the disclosures, British police investigating the Manchester attack took the highly unusual step of withholding information from US agencies. Yes, it was, after all, the USA that was responsible for leaking that information about the bomber and his antics. But by Thursday, police said they had resumed intelligence sharing following, quote, fresh assurances. I don't know what that means. I don't know... How you get fresh assurances from the Trump administration. You can file it under unneeded by the White House, along with diplomacy, global warming, healthcare for the poor, women having a choice, international aid, LGBT rights and normal handshakes. They just don't really happen anymore. That's the White House. Or as I'm starting to call it, the bullshite house. Is that right? On the edge. Anyway, today, Donald Trump has outdone himself yet again. He said uh, British Prime Minister May was very angry that the info the UK gave to the US about Manchester was leaked. Gave me full details. He actually tweeted that today. So he doesn't seem to have quite taken her message to heart. So that's, that's what actually happened. The US president took to the internet to leak how annoyed he claimed a fellow leader was at his country for leaking something. Slow clap. Slow clap there. Uh, I haven't really introduced myself properly because I was uh, scorn with such fiery envy as the Adonis, that is the new Irishman, was posing his way through uh, his show. He's very good, I like him. Um, But my name is Vinnie White and this is the Vinnie White Show. It's on for about an hour and you can text it on 71010.
Okay. Weird week, wasn't it? What, what, what was that Trump trip about? We touched an orb in Saudi Arabia. He met the Pope and somehow got that turned into a meme. He was snubbed by Macron. He pushed the Prime Minister of Montenegro aside. And then at the end of it all, bearing in mind that the big thing on the agenda at the G7 was climate change. Are you going to stick with this whole Paris Accord? He tweeted, I'll make my final decision on the Paris Accord next week! Exclamation mark. Because he has to exclamation mark everything. Yeah, so we don't really know where he stands on that either. I'll make my final decision on the Paris Accord next week, he tweeted. Which means it's coming up this week. I, I suppose he could have tweeted, I'll see how much oil and gas companies offer me, my staff, otherwise known as my family, before deciding whether I will remain in the Paris Accord, the only global effort to combat climate change. He did call it a hoax, didn't he? Trumpy Wumpy called it climate change was all a hoax. Even though... Um, these are the list of the American scientific bodies that disagree with him. The American Chemical Society, the American Geophysical Union, the American Medical Association, the American Meteorological Association, the American Physiological Association, Geological Society of America. Some of them are quite hard to say. American Association of the Advancement of Science. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. I'll leave you. I'm going to go to a break, but I have to tell you this. Good news, Pat. I know you like a bit of porn. It always comes up, so to speak. Pornhub is 10 years old. Yeah, they even did that on, like, John Moore, I think. Did they? Yeah. John Moore talked about porn? Yeah, and I think they were on a panel. What? Got, it got big play. Did it? The pan Not the panel you were on, of course. No. The videos uploaded onto Pornhub over the last 10 years, up until today, 10 million porn videos. Seems low to me. <laughs> It's a quiet Friday night. That's 684 gig, or let's make that easier. Have a guess, Pat, if you watched all the porn back-to-back -back, non-stop on Pornhub, how long you'd be watching porn? 800,000 hours? No, I'd give it to me in, in days and or years. Oh, days and or years. Okay, so let's say one and a, half, one and a quarter years, I guess. 173 years. Oh, wow. So if you've got uh, a lot of time on your hands, you could probably, if you slept and not watched it when you're sleeping, it. Well, I suppose you could listen to it while you're sleeping. You're going to become a bit immune to it, um, is what I'm saying. But you could probably get uh, about a quarter of it in, couldn't you? In, in a lifetime, in a in human a lifetime. life? yeah. But then having said that, by the time you finished it, there'll be a lot more. Yeah. And there's not that much porn worth watching. Well, that's subjective. Yeah, I'd have to have low standards <laughs> for a lot of it. Oh. You know, I always wonder when, when, when you mention porn, like there must be some people that think, oh, yeah, this show's a bit boring. That's something to do. I wonder if I've ever accidentally pushed someone onto pornography by bringing it up. You know what I mean? I don't know who... It's weird to... I don't think anybody has that kind of spur-of-the-moment ability, unless you're like a single guy living home alone, to just all of a sudden, you know, break one out. <laughs> yeah. Married in the middle of a movie. Tricky. Not impossible. Tricky. But, uh, well, it gives me a wonderful opportunity to uh, tell you if you are one of those people. You've got about five minutes. See you soon.
You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You can text the show on 71010. Let me know what you're up to. I hope you've had a good weekend. It's been sunny. Oh, do you remember it? Do you? Oh, it was heaven today. I was on my motorbike driving around. And then I got off it and took a little walk through Kensington Market and had an ice cream. Oh, it's just like, and then I, I couldn't stay in. This is like, um, what's the opposite of, a ni- of an agoraphobe? Claustrophobe? Who hates being in? Is that a claustrophobic person? Yeah, I guess in being inside small spaces. Yeah. Small, tight, enclosed spaces. My house felt like that. Today. It was just like I couldn't not be absorbing vitamin D. So I went to um, Hyde Park, lay down, had a beer. Shoot me. Broke the law. Admitted it on the radio. Rebel. Anarchist. So did you bring a beer down there? Or did you buy a glass of beer and just leave somewhere? Pop the girlfriend on the back of the motorbike, and then she brought down a little bag on her back, and we... Um, like I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but the rest of the world, uh, you can drink in public spaces, with the exception of America, a vast swathe of Canada, not including Quebec, and a good chunk of the Middle East. No one else cares. It's, I don't know why you care so much, but I do find that I get, because I'm a law-abiding citizen normally, I do find I get a bit paranoid in the park. So I, I kept it in the brown paper bag. I call it homeless chic. Do you do it? Have I? Yeah, I mean, all the time, actually. I used to, like, be from a smaller town where just there's no cops, so you could drink wherever. And then also there's tons of places in the States, like all those kind of party areas of the States where there's no open container laws, like – I do a lot of Buffalo. Is there there a lot of that? Yeah, Buffalo Bills uh, games, a cop told us that we were allowed to have open alcohol in the car as long as the driver didn't blow any alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, of course, you've got, I should imagine the whole of Nevada, you can do what you want. And then New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, places in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of college uh, towns and areas like that. I think around like Grand Bend, Michigan. I know I've seen Notre Dame play. There's no evidence of it though, because as soon as you finished it, a, a a woman comes along and says, "Have you finished with your can?" and takes it away in a big bag, and she does that all day. Really? So it all looks after itself, is what I'm saying. And if you really want to arrest people for causing problems, because I admit some people get drunk and swear in front of children, then arrest them for that, but not the act of drinking. That's what annoys me. The whole town could make a lot more money if they got rid of the open container laws and let the bars stay open as long as they wanted to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Someone just texted in, breaking the law already? Careful, we could revoke your citizenship. You could, actually, but I think it has to be slightly more of a misdemeanor than that one. I was going to say, that's just like a s- violation of a civil ordinance. I don't think it's actually a yeah. criminal offense. So, screw you. I'm going to have a bottle of gin next week. And then I'm going to start on the hard drugs. Yeah, that's the other thing is homeless people are sitting around with bottles all the time. Why this is d- the thing, and this is what, this must be why, I mean, it's like it's not hard enough to be a cop already. Can you imagine walking through a park and seeing a nice couple that have had a nice day and they're having one beer and thinking, oh, Jesus, I'm supposed to say something. Oh, this is embarrassing. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, why would you want to when no. there's, there's way worse stuff going on? Exactly. So there you are. 
That's the uh, extremely biased opinion of Vinnie White and Pat on News Talk 1010. Doctors perform the world's third successful penis transplant. It was getting a little bit highbrow. Yep, third successful penis transplant happened. I didn't know there was one yet, but yeah, it's all happening downstairs. Doctors this week successfully provided a 40-year-old man with a new penis. The penis with which he was born had been, quote, lost 17 years ago. Really annoys me, this article, because it doesn't say how. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the way that they've quoted that, it was lost. It's like, what was he... Did he lose it in the aisle of the supermarket when he put he went to pick something up and he, he put that down first? He lost it on vacation. Yeah. Left it on the plane. I heard about a fella, and if you're a gentleman, hang on to yourself for this one. There's a I knew a guy who was a Royal Marine, and his mate jumped off the top bunk, but didn't realise that one of his testicles was intertwined in the metal springs. So he jumped down and he left his testicle behind. Ow. You're welcome. Enjoy your dinner. So this guy was operated on by South African doctors who performed the first ever successful transplant some years ago. According to the surgical team, the procedure this time took 10 hours. They've done it a few times now, so they're getting used to it. This one's a bit different, though. During the next six months, the patient will be able to have sex and urinate using the new body part. He's very excited. However, there is another stage left in the process. Tattooing. You see, the patient is black. The donor was white. <laughs> Black fellow with a white penis. I think I've just killed Pat. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What a... Oh. Black fella, white penis. <laughs> the, pa the patient, blackmail, was given the white member, which is having medically tattooed to match his own skin colour, and it should all be done by the end of 2017. It actually gets better, honestly. A medical tattoo artist called Rosemary Andalula of Miraculous Creations in Massachusetts said the tattering process might require more than one sitting. In fact, she thinks it will do three. She said, I would not tattoo it all the way around. I would do it lengthwise, probably one third at a time. I would allow healing in between each session. This would take a little longer, but remaining healthy and safe is important. You can't rush tattooing a penis. She says, we have a very few donors for the transplant procedure, and this was the only one we could get. The black man was very happy to have a penis, even though it was white. The professor also explained that the transplant has greatly improved the man's happiness, having spent 17 years without a penis. So they've got one question on this. If she's doing it a third at a time, it would theoretically be possible to temporarily have a stripy penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's got to hurt. Isn't that amazing? Oh. I haven't had a tattoo, but that's got to hurt. You're right. So someone's already texted in on 71010, Elina Bobbitt. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, He became a porn uh, guy after that, John Wayne Bobbitt. Did he get one sewn back on there? Yeah, he had... No, no. Well, he had his reattached. Oh, his that, own reattached. His actual real one. She threw it out of the window of a speeding car on the side of a highway, reattached it within like 20 hours. It's amazing. It's got to be embarrassing, isn't it, when you're looking for your penis on the side of the highway? I don't really care. He deserved it. Apparently, he was like a rapist, abusive piece of garbage. So, oh. Okay. Thanks for getting this comedy show and uh, just turning it into something that I'm finding it very difficult to throw to a break from. <laughs> it was already edgy enough. Um, when we come back, we'll talk to Amanda Capito. She's our saviour. She will be with us. 
This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. About this time every week, we introduce the beautiful, talented and rather fetching Amanda Capito. She walks in and... Uh attacks us on the microphone. Hello. Hello. Attacks us. It was such a beautiful intro. Then you're like, I can't be that nice to her. Let me just say that she attacks me. That's exactly what happened. I thought, this is a little bit too candy coated. (laughs) Just let's throw an insult in there. Thanks for keeping me humble. Observation that she is, in (laughs) fact, a mad woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're we're very impromptu radio. This we were talking about... um, drinking in parks most of the world obviously you can drink in a park you can drink in public places and rightfully so if you become a menace or if you drop litter then you're arrested for that but here in Ontario you're not allowed to drink in parks because it's evil and you'll definitely become a rapist (laughs) (laughs) so I haven't ever been arrested have you? (laughs) Okay I wasn't arrested but I was charged tell me more (laughs) um So I was actually on the TTC with a friend and we were, and this is the true story. And what I told the police officers when they stopped me is that we went to a house party and then we realized, and we had opened beers as we were like waiting outside the front door for these people to let us in. Mm. And then we realized the party had relocated. Mm. So we had to get back on the subway to go meet them at the second location. And then we were drinking. Well, you couldn't down a can of beer before you got on the subway? I mean, we, but we didn't, I didn't feel the need, like I didn't have the desire to. It was like the first beer of the night. So that's the other thing. We were sober. It was fairly early in the evening, like probably whatever, around 8 p.m. on a week, weekend, like yeah. on a Saturday. Did you do the hobo chic? Yeah, the hobo chic, I did. Yeah. But all, obviously, everyone knows what you have in there as you're holding it like a can. It was a yeah. beer can. And we're sipping, right? Like, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were just stationed in the... Uh, in the subway station, and they wrote us up tickets for $250 a pop. Oh! Brutal, right? No wonder they do it. That That's a lot. Cash grab-tastic. 250 was, bucks. How old were you at the time? Yeah, I was young. I was like 21, 22. Like, that, that, that was a lot of money. That would hurt now. It really hurt then. So what did you do? Did you pay it? No. So okay, my friend paid it. Mm-hmm. I fought it. And with the wonderful advice of from my dad, I asked for, like, the full... They have to disclose all the documents that they file. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to take them to court to ask for disclosure. So I, t- I said I was taking them to court. Then I asked them for disclosure and then they never sent it. So you relied on knowing that they were probably quite Busy. bad at clerical work. Yeah. 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 And tripped them up on it. Yeah. Your, your dad's not a lawyer, though. He's a no. construction worker, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's electrical. Electrical uh, engineer. So like, but clearly, I mean, I don't know what battles he's had to fight in his day. Maybe, yeah. maybe similar in nature. But yeah. So then when I, I did still have to show up in court, but then they dropped mine immediately when they're doing oh, the roll call uh, with the names. How does your friend feel about that? Uh, I think she was, she was okay with it. Mm. She kind of, she felt so bad. Also, the thing was, I was the one convincing her to do this. I was like, who cares? She was like, we're not allowed. Like she was really... Wanting to follow the rules. And yeah. I was like, please, I do this all the time. <laughs> of course. I'm the other way around from that, in a sense. I, a similar situation happened to me where I got charged for something, but my friend didn't. And this was years and years ago, which is why, if Canadian citizenship are listening, <laughs> I never lied. It was all when I was a minor. Yeah, I was, um, I was about 15, and we went round a friend's house on a Saturday night. And he said, and I quote, you can come in if you want, but don't stay too long. Right? Okay. You can come if you want, but don't stay too long. His parents had gone away for the evening. So we came in, and admittedly, we were quite rebellious in those days, so we weren't doing necessarily all the things that 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds should have been doing. And I think someone found a cheeky little bottle of wine that was open, so we got tucked into that a little bit early. 
drinking's bad, you know, underage, don't be naughty, listen to your parents. Um, and uh, yeah, the parents came back and we were still there. And they're like, oh my God, there's a house full of 15 and 16 year olds. What I didn't know was a lot of the guys in the bedrooms had stolen cigarettes. Right? He had one of those big cases of cigarettes. So everyone had taken a pack of 20 smokes okay, because that was the currency of the day. And I didn't know that. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on upstairs, but here they all come down being prated out by the parents. They left with those cigarettes. The oh. dad found that he'd had his cigarettes stolen, said to the police, got the police involved, oh said gosh. these kids shouldn't have been at my house because there was no evidence to suggest that we had been invited and because there was no tape of the guy letting us in. Oh, no. They said, right, well, in that case, it's Just burglary. Oh, burglary. my God. Yes. Yeah. So, this is insane. He's just trying to prove a point. So, like, this is insane. I got stitched up with burglary. Oh, my god! Meanwhile, gosh. one of the other kids who had stolen cigarettes and I hadn't stolen anything had an old lawyer as a dad. Ah. And butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. So he went to the cops with his dad and the dad said, you haven't got any evidence on this. I insist you drop the case. So the little bastard that stole the cigarettes that got me in trouble didn't get a charge for burglary. And I did. Now, admittedly, it was only a caution. I was 15. <laughs> But I got a charge. This is why you are the way you are. Just feeling like the world owes you one still. You know, you've just been so wronged. Before that, I was a Buddhist monk. <laughs> but now I'm very much angry with the world and you in particular. Right. Just miserable. Yeah. I wonder if that's when it all started. I think so. I think we just discovered something about you. So that's that. Now we're going to talk about some newsy stuff. Uh, Amanda, a man went viral this week after buying his f- girlfriend some flowers. Did you see this? You're an intertube nerd. I don't know. What what happened with the flowers? He's a man. He's 20. He was from Texas. He thought he'd treat his girlfriend, who's only 19, also from Texas, to a nice bunch of flowers after a long day. Okay. Right? It went viral this week when he when she posted it online. She posted, how cute. My boyfriend thought he got me flowers. It's a lettuce. <laughs> Actually, though? <laughs> sort of. That's what she posted. That's why it went viral. It's not quite a lettuce. On further inspection, it's actually purple kale. Oh, But it's still very much a vegetable. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely not a flower. He said, we both found it hilarious when I realised I got kale. (laughs) He said, I was sleeping. He woke me up by knocking on the window. I went to open the door and he had a lettuce in his hand. (laughs) So there you go. He tried. Have you ever been uh, swooned on by a gentleman? I, like, got flowers? Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, or a car. A car? Uh, no, you... no one's bought me a car. Please, where's where are those guys? Well, since you've been on that Sugar Daddy's website, I thought she'd <laughs> have done quite Daddy's. well. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I do enjoy flowers. I also buy myself flowers. Like a little treat to myself if I feel like I've had a good week. If you meet a man and he's cute, say it's date three. No, it's not too early. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing he could get you? Um, Like tickets to like a Raptors game. Mm, unbelievable. <laughs> Why I bother? Oh, you'd be proud of me. Guess what I did on Friday? Did, I'll give you multiple choice. Did I A, get slowly and softly drunk in a park, <laughs> B, go to a TFC game, <gasps> or C, do a pub quiz? Yes, you did. You went to a TFC game. I actually did. Yes, you I did. did. Yeah. Good. I'm oh, so God. proud. Oh, God. Can you hear it? She's <laughs> oozing patriotism. Did you like it? Are you going to buy the shirt? Are you going to the no, next one? No, you had fun, though, didn't you? It's a good crowd. It was good. because I know. Um, I can't remember who they were playing, but it was an American team. They're doing well this season. And it was 4-0, I think. Yeah, they won. So we, if I dare use the term. Oh, you're one of us now. 
fan of the Reds. Well, when the Americans are playing in this political climate, I'm happy to go for anything Canadian. So glad you... And, and I can't believe I have to convince the Brit to enjoy a beautiful game. Yeah. It was quite good, actually. I know. And there's some good players. I know. And you do fireworks. We don't do that. I'm saying, that's why I'm saying the game atmosphere in Toronto is better than in England. And there's a fella, in fact, I think you do his job on the side, you're so raspy most of the time, <laughs> whose job is to face the crowd and just go absolutely apoplectic for two hours. <laughs> and he's very good at it. Yeah. He doesn't even need a megaphone. He gets all the songs going. I was, I was, well, I was actually genuinely it's quite impressed. It's fun. So well done, you. Uh, we've, I've been told we've got to do one more break and then we'll come back with some more fun stuff. Me and Amanda Capito on The Vinnie White Show. You're listening to News Talk 1010. You can text us on 71010. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You ever seen a TV show, Amanda, called First Dates? No, should I? Yeah, I do think you should, because you're in the dating world. As if I don't see enough first dates, am I right? Yeah. <sighs> you hear me, girls? Yeah, you're with me? <laughs> oh, oh, you're all married with the kids. Oh. <laughs> that it feels, isn't it? Boom, boom. Um, no, it's really good. There's a Canadian version, which sadly, I'm afraid, isn't the best of the bunch. There's a British version, there's an Irish version, there's a Kiwi version, there's an Aussie version. Uh, I don't know if there's a South African version. But have a little scoot about on YouTube and you can see various different versions. Personally, I like the British one and the Australian one. Very good. The Canadian one's all right, but it's too short. So the British one's 45 minutes and the Canadian version is 22 minutes. Is that because we have a shorter attention span or what? It's because you're idiots. <laughs> Harsh. Okay. <laughs> was um, not expecting that. Okay, thanks. And thank you very much for all my time here. That was my last show. Good night. <laughs> no, you're lovely. You're all amazing, but... Before you get well, what? Unless you're doing uninterrupted, it just doesn't work with the commercials. Like it needs to be 22 minutes or you know an hour, 55. Well, there's the commercial version in the UK, and it's 45 minutes. I don't know the answer. I don't know anything about television scheduling. All right, I just know that the British. I think version, it has to do with the scheduling. Okay. And it has a slightly higher budget. The British version <laughs> as well. What it is is okay. a load of people on a first date with cameras on them. And you witness it. So it's reality TV. I've always said that this... I know. I knew this should be a show. And it's absolutely fascinating. Oh, I bet. Because you're really gunning for them. In the same way that you're gunning for a comedian to be funny, you gun for them to get together. You don't want them to fail, but inevitably, sometimes they do. And the things that men say... I know. This is my life. I had absolutely no idea what you were going through. By the way, some of the women aren't that quick either, mate. Okay. All right. I, I'm let's, sure. In the interest of balance, I think there's 50% <laughs> idiots on both sides. Okay, fine. But they're, they're, um, the men, because like it or lump it, we are still slump, somewhat more hunter-gatherers, and it is probably um, more uh, traditionally up to us to provide at least the beginnings of the conversation. Mm-hmm. They often try and start it. This guy on the Australian version I was watching said, um, are you a magician? And she said, uh, no. And he went, oh, because everyone else in the room's disappeared. Ew. I know. But he said, are you a magician? And she went, no. And the waiter came over and go, can I take your order? Oh, no. And he said, because everyone in the room's disappeared. She heard it, thought, corny, let's move on. Waiter took the order, went away, and he goes, anyway, as I was saying, are you a magician? No. Oh, let it. Oh. oh it was God. so bad, I had to walk out of the room. It was... Oh. Just so, so cringy. Yeah. And there's another, like, there was a, in the British version the other day I was watching it, 
there's a guy, and he just refused to answer any questions. And he described himself as a sort of James Bond. And he was a good-looking bloke, and he had a suit on and all the rest of it. And so you you be the woman, right? We'll do okay. a, a little mock. Ask me a few questions about me. Oh, hey, what's your mom like? Ah, oh, family. Very complicated. We've all got one. <laughs> How's yours? Good. What about, do you, do you have any pets? Pets. You know, darling, when I look at you deep into your eyes, by the way, great choice on your drink. When I look at you, <laughs> I just think, what's the significance of anything else? It's too much. I can't. And it was just I like, can't. and I at can't. first you could see she was going, oh, this guy's kind of got me in a trance. And at the end of it, she goes, like, you've told me nothing about you. Yeah. I don't know who you are. Uh. And frankly, you look like a freak. Oh, no. It's great. First dates. Okay, I'll look it up. The yeah. the cheesy one-liners, I found, I don't know if there's a memo going around, but this week, because, you know, I've been on dating apps, but I had the two people that struck up conversations with me, both of them want, did these did the jokes. But, like, in that context, maybe it's okay, like, to start a conversation through an app, right? Like, one of those. Well, give me an example. Like, he was like, what do you call a fake noodle? And, he, and the answer was like, an impasta. Yeah, I would never see that man again. <laughs> In fact, I might just arrange a meeting with a small shotgun just to make sure that he's taken care of, unless he's writing for Cracker Jokes. Oh, no. I may or may not be going out with him tomorrow. Oh, really? <laughs> well, well, God, has it got that bad? <laughs> Text in your horrifically crap jokes no. to 71010. She'll lap them up. You'll be having dinner by no, tomorrow. I just... Okay, the one that you described is very cringe, but I feel like when you're trying to initiate a conversation on these apps, like what else are you supposed to say? Hey, what's up? Like those. I it... always use something classy like this. Do you sleep on your belly? No, why? Do you mind if I do? Ew. <laughs> so gross. It's not creepy, is it? Uh, it's very creepy. Have you got any English in you? Like, what do you mean? Would like... you like some? Oh. <laughs> Oh, what not to say on News Talk 1010? Don't do horrible. anything. Well, women don't like lines, do they? No. I've that's... never been out with a girl and gone, you know what I really want you to do, Vinny? Is do some cheesy crap lines that your friends have told you. <laughs> it's never going to work. I know. Lines don't work, but the jokes on Tinder and Bumble absolutely work. Are you, if on... You, are you I... on that? I forgot to ask you that. Yeah, I have way more luck opening up with a joke on any of the apps than mm. I do with just saying, like, so, how's your week been? Oh, I, Which remember, is just I, I remember my Tinder days. They were very brief. Um, I The sheer vacuous vanilla nature of the empty, pathetic strings of sentences. Hi, how are you? You don't know who I am! You... Why are you asking me how I am? Let's get that done! And then, like, uh, oh, do you like... Uh... Like, what kind of things do you like? I know conversation's hard when you don't know when you have nothing to work off of. Yeah. But hopefully you can incorporate something from photos. Um what? I'm saying hopefully that people would incorporate something off the photos and ask oh, a thoughtful question. Yeah. I think, well, you're a woman. Give men advice now. What should they be doing and what shouldn't they be doing? Okay, well, I appreciate when someone writes a thoughtful question. So if I have I like have a photo with me with this giant turtle swimming, and they'll right. be like, where was that taken? Or which one's you? <laughs> No, no, that's a I've gone too far. You, right, you, okay. you ruined it's it again. So difficult it's to understand. Just, it's too much for you. Over the head. Okay. Um, okay. Um, no, I don't like the hi, how are you, or what have you been doing today? Like, I don't know. I don't want to tell you what I've been doing today. Like, 
But yeah. so there's like a thoughtful question like that. Thoughtful question. And obviously not a cut and paste because that's the other problem, isn't it? No, like something to my profile. Like you saw something and then you asked about that. Okay. Well, let me give you advice as a man. Yeah. You don't what? care about that? No. No, we do. It's okay. great. Because I, I do that to them. We're not, like, start. we're not completely <laughs> different species. <laughs> <laughs> no, men hand talk. hate talking about anything personal. <laughs> no, like as a fella that's been on it, just be reliable. That was my biggest beef with Tinder. The amount of people that said, uh, I'll meet you on Wednesday, and then Wednesday comes along, and they're like, no, I can't, I've... And then insert crap excuse here. And I know they're on a Tinder date. Mm. I know that, and I know they triple booked. And I'm... Yeah, I'd like to think second choice, maybe third. <laughs> and I don't mind that, but just... Why Why did you have to do that? It really annoyed me. I got cancelled on all the time. And then the weird thing is, whenever I actually did meet anyone, I'm not tooting my own horn, but um, they were all like, oh, I'd love to see you again. So what I'm saying is... You're a great date. You just wanted to pat yourself on the shoulder. Yeah. And then people, more people needed to give you a chance. Again, Vinny done wrong. Done by wrong. Yeah. I, I show up. You know, I'm very, I am very reliable. Oh, so this is an interesting thing I've noticed, and I'd like to get your opinion. All these guys, the app I'm on and asks... What do you look for in some, in a date? Or I appreciate when my date is and you have to fill in the blank. Mm. And so many. I would honestly say like 80% of the people, guys, right? Someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. What does that even mean? That's, like, that's a great stat on this. There's um, a stat that I read. 88% of people think they have a better than average sense of humor. So even if your question is mustn't take themselves too seriously or would like GSOH, as so often happens in the internet world, no one's going to go, unless oh, me out. Because everyone right. thinks they're funny they're anyway. And like taking yourself too seriously, like if th- that can look so different for different people. What? Or like, or someone that can laugh at themselves. Like, I, but would, <laughs> taking yourself too seriously, like if I, I'm yeah. passionate, I'm serious about what I do because I'm a, a, I'm a passionate person. I have a schedule and agenda. Is that too serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah. but I also can have a laugh, but I'm not going to laugh at everything. I remember specifically when I lived in Ottawa and I was doing this, I, there was a girl that said, I'm a real laugh me. Oh, gosh. And I thought, oh, she's... Yeah, or guys right. will laugh it at is, my jokes. Which that's is what weird. Like, if you look at... Like, do you, have you ever seen Billy Connolly describe himself as funny? That's not what funny people you, do. Just do, be funny. Yeah. And then I will, I will you, get you it. You prove it. And prove then I'll it. Get it. In the same way that if you give me a bucket of slop and say you're a good cook, I'm not buying it. I don't it. believe you. Yeah. So just perform. Like, do your thing. Be you. Yeah. And I remember this girl, she said, I'm a real laugh me. I've got a GSOH. And I thought, well, that sounds a bit shady. Probably the most serious woman I've ever met. Worked for Ottawa <laughs> government. She was like desperate for children. Oh, I no. could have given her one in the toilet. She wanted to. That sounded terrible, didn't it? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. but she, she was basically like, I want a pop up family next week. And I'm, Is I'm, that taking themselves too seriously? Is that what they mean by that? Well, don't I say mean, that? No, because you can be a mother and you can be funny. Right. So, so like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh. Pat, what was that face? <laughs> you know what it was. Is that a no? You can't. No, you can't. No. Hang on, let me just think of all the mothers in my life. Oh, Cindy McKenna, one. Well, I, I could think of one mother who was funny, like Joan Rivers. That's about it. You Professional guys are, comedian. You guys are being sexist right now. You could be a funny mom. Get out of here. Oh, hang on a minute. Sexist brush rare. came out. We just got tarred with the old sexist brush. No. What? So you can't be a funny mom, but you could be a funny single girl? Can I be a funny person who's dating someone? Single. Yep. When does the funny get lost? Motherhood. No, get yeah. out of here. Uh, this was not my point, and this I don't have the worst point. This is the worst point. <laughs> This has gone really wrong. Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders, both mothers. 
can't think of any more, but there's plenty more. So no. My you're... mom's funny, okay? <sighs> this is where we've got to. Somebody said, how did you meet your girl, Vinny? I've never actually discussed that. Well, after doing the whole Tinder thing, I gave up. And uh, the answer is get angry. I went to a nightclub on King Street a few years ago and I, got, I was really pissed off that night. It was one of those nights where everyone thought I was Australian and said, you know, because when you've got an accent and you're in a nightclub quite often, and by the way, you shouldn't be in a nightclub because you're nudging 40 anyway. A lot of people come up and say, pip, pip, cheerio, my mum's from England and all this kind of stuff and then try and mimic your accent. But in this case, they were like, oh, throw another shrimp on the barbie. And I'm like, that's not, that's not even what, first of all, it's not even what Australians say. It's certainly not what I'd say. So I ended up having this conversation with a load of very young people and I was just really angry. And I was walking home along King Street, where I lived at the time, and there was a girl in front of me, and I couldn't get past her because everywhere in Toronto is they're building condos, and it's quite difficult to get past people on the sidewalk. She got chatted up by a guy and gave her his number, and it annoyed me so much because it was the most pathetic attempt from a man who was like, hey, you're pretty, can I have your number? And she gave it to him, and I was so angry. I went, really? That's all it takes, does it? Was that your real number? And she said, no, of course not. And I said, right, well, can I have your real number? <laughs> and she said, probably in a fit of sympathy, yeah, I suppose so. And uh, she gave me the real number. Yeah, she's dead now. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's great. Epic story. That's my story. It's great. Uh, Amanda Capito, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks pa for having thanks me. Thanks for pressing the buttons and being mildly sexist, according to Amanda. <laughs> uh, to the Irishman Jay that was on earlier, I look forward to hearing your show next week. Uh, nice to have another uh, foreigner in the midst. Slowly we'll take back this land. And thanks uh, so much for listening. You can download this stuff at vinniewhite.co.uk. vinniewhite.co.uk. You can follow Vinnie White on Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Social media world. Ta-da for now.